Welcome back to Round Guy Radio as the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa presents high school basketball. We have some big major news. Uh, we had over a thousand uh, uh, people listen to the podcast yesterday that pushed us right on the cusp of 20,000 listeners. So that's great. And the second uh, uh, great news, we've got Caleb Akey of the Burlington Greyhounds, who uh, Burlington's our number one market. So I know everybody's glad to hear from you. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, well, thank you for having me. Pretty excited to be here again. Well, uh, you know, uh, we, we didn't catch you before the, the season started, but you have played one game, But we'll and we'll get into that. But uh, I just kind of want to uh, want you to tell me a little bit about your personnel, maybe uh, some seniors that you had to replace and uh, some upperclassmen, maybe some uh, underclassmen that uh, you're looking for to contribute this year. Sure. Well, as, as uh, most people would recall last year, we had a pretty exciting year and were able to make it to the state tournament. And uh, um, again, that was pretty exciting. But with that, uh, we come back this year and, and most of the guys that helped get us to that point are now gone. So um, we do have Marquise Lewis Jr. returning. Uh, he's a senior. He was outstanding for us last year. Um, all Hawkeye player. Um, and uh we're excited to have him. And then uh, J.J. Martin, he got to play a little bit last year in the guard position. But then other than that, uh, everybody else is pretty much a new face. Um, you know, we, we went into last night's game with, with not a lot of uh, experience minutes-wise outside of two guys. So, um, you know, Bryson Tate's a senior, Aiden Pfeiffer's a senior, Mateo Rascone's a senior. You know, those guys um, – have have put in a lot of time over the years um but they just haven't had the varsity minutes so this is a a big year for them to have a chance to make an impact and then younger guys was chase Springer and uh christos kanzavalos uh nehemiah lewis carson ziggler xavier baker you know those guys are are gonna have to step up and, and fill some big shoes well i'm just gonna kind of go over your team the same way i do with every coach and the first question i always ask is who do you have that can get you some points in the paint? Who's your your inside uh, scores? Well, we don't have a traditional inside score from a guy you would see, you know, standing on the block over and over. But uh, a lot of our points do come from there. Uh, last night, JJ and uh, Marquise they combined for oh, I think it was fifty nine points, um, and a lot of those came in the lane. You know, just being able to to attack the rim and, and get to the basket. So those guys, those guys can get there. Um, and then Nehemiah Lewis, he's just a sophomore, um, but he's a six, four kid and, and he's slowly coming into his own, you know, we'll rely on him to finish around the basket a lot too. But like I said, we don't have a traditional post guy, um, but we do try to get inside and score. Sometimes when a young man does, has a growth spurt, he's a little awkward for a while, isn't he? Yes, that is true. Um, that is true, and and we're seeing that actually. We got a few guys throughout our program from nine, grade nine on up that we got some length, um, but you can tell they haven't quite grown into it yet. Um, and Nehemiah is one of those. He's he's getting there. You know, he he's pretty comfortable on his feet, but you can tell there's uh, still some more comfort that he could gain. Um, but he can jump really well. He's super strong. So. Um, Again, we're pretty excited to have him banging around on the inside. And uh, Marquise, 
is about six five, but that's been kind of a slow, uh, slow and steady growth for him. So he's pretty comfortable with his length. Well, it does sound like you got some big guys to me. Uh, well, let me talk about your outside shooters, your three point shooters, your jump shooters, your guys kind of beyond the free throw line. Uh, uh, who do you got out there that can hit them jump shots? Sir, uh, you know, first and foremost would be JJ Martin that I mentioned earlier. You know, he's he's our point guard, so he's he's out there quite a bit. Um, he actually knocked down a couple threes um, last night, but uh, we haven't uh, we haven't shot the ball very well yet um, in preseason practice or even last night. Um, but really, I would say that there's no limitations on any of our guys to be able to step out and hit the three. So. Um, that's something we're continuously working on, letting them um, get their feet under them and, and get their shot comfortable and, and be able to start shooting. Um, but on the surface level, you know, J.J. Martin, Shea Stringer, uh, Christos, Kansavalos, and Carson Ziegler, you know, those are going to be our guys out there the most uh, with the basketball at the arch and, and going to need to knock down some shots. Well, you hear this saying, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. So I want to hear about your defense. I want to hear about your rebounders, your shot blockers, your ball stealers, your disruptors. Tell me about your defense. Sure. And, and defense is kind of something we hang our hat on. You know, I think last year we finished the year um, with the 11th best defense in the state. And uh, however, if you look at our score last night, uh, we won 83 to 74. So giving up 74 points is not something that I'm overly excited about right now, but um, we can be pretty disruptive on the defensive end. You know, we got guards that want to get out and, and get their hands on the basketball. Uh, Merkish and, and Nehemiah in the back getting some block shots and, and trying to get everybody to go scrap and claw for rebounds. So that's been a, a point of emphasis for us in practice. Um, I thought we rebounded the, well, the ball uh, fairly well last night um, for the most part. Um, still areas to improve, but again, just the overall scrappiness is something that that we're looking for. Making sure that we're we're guarding the ball, but we got good help side and be able to sprint out to shooters. Um, you know, that's kind of a mantra we're going to continue to follow. Well, it does seem like you kind of rode your defense to a couple uh, big wins that took you to the state tournament. Uh, but let's talk about last night's game. Who did you play, and, and give us a little rundown of what happened there? Well, we played at Davenport North. Um, which is, is, it's a tough time of year for us because uh, last night was the first eligible date that anybody could play boys basketball. So um, that was literally two weeks from the day uh, we started practice. So, um, you know, there's other schools that don't open up until Friday, so they kind of get that extra week, which would have been nice for us. But um, it was also good to play. A tough place to play on the road. Uh, we get up there, and it, it was just a, a scrappy battle, you know, from the get-go. Uh, we jumped out with a pretty good lead. Um, I think at halftime we were up nine, and JJ and Keish were were outstanding offensively, carrying us. Like I mentioned, uh, Keish had 35 points, and I believe he had 10 rebounds, and uh, JJ had 24 points himself. So, um, you know, those guys did a really good job attacking. Uh, and you could tell we got a little tired, a little worn down. Davenport North is very fast, very physical. And uh, they were able to get back in the game, and it was a battle towards the end, and then we were able to pull away for a nine-point win. Well, uh, uh, let's talk about your depth. Do you have some depth and maybe some young 
freshmen or sophomores that are, are maybe the future of this team? Well, yeah, we, you know, last night we had 10 guys dressed ready to play. Um, nine of them played, um, but that number could easily have been 10. Uh, there, there's a few guys uh, down towards the end of the, the bench that um, just need to get a little more comfortable and adjust to the varsity game a little little quicker. Talent-wise, they're fine. Um, I think mentally just need to get a little stronger. So we're talking, we're talking the ability to play 10 guys. And uh, we're going to rely on that um, and, and plan on that as much as possible. Uh, I did mention earlier, I thought that uh, Nehemiah is a sophomore. Um, he's the only sophomore we got, uh, but we are keeping our eyes on our JV team and, and some of those kids and, and will not hesitate to, to pull them up and let them be part of the program as well. So um, we do have six, six juniors, I believe and a sophomore on the roster. So, um, you know, those guys are, are going to be here for another year at least, and, and we're going to rely on them. Well, uh, when Tom Davis came to Iowa, he kind of revolutionized things with a lot of substitutions. His uh, philosophy was keeping players fresh. Uh, do you think you have the depth to keep your players fresh so in the fourth quarter they're not sucking wind? We sure do. We sure do. And, and again, it's a, a tough time of year when you're trying to – trying to get offensive plays implemented and things like that. Not everybody uh, gets the, the full opportunity to get those reps in and practice yet, you know, this early. So um, uh, it's hard to go too deep right now just because we're, we want to make sure everybody's on the same page and in sync and knows everything. And, and part of that's on me, but it, it's a tough, tough task. And, um, you know, we're hoping that um, – we get through tonight. We actually play again tonight. We play Iowa City High, um, and then you know the next couple of days we can we can get some of those uh, reps to some of those kids that haven't got them yet. And then um, by Friday they they'll be able to uh, contribute a little more. Well, uh, let's talk about your schedule now. Uh, first, I want to hear about your non-conference schedules. Who who do you play in your non-conference schedule, and why did you pick those teams? Uh, our our non-conference schedule is pretty brutal. I think right now we have the uh, third-ranked um, schedule in Class 4A as far as difficulty. So, um, as I mentioned, we played Davenport North last night. We played City High tonight. Uh, Iowa City West, Cedar Rapids, Washington, Cedar Rapids Prairie, uh, Oskaloosa, Galesburg comes to town. So, um, we really, really try to load up those non-conference games. Uh, we do play in a in a three A conference, which uh, sometimes gets a, a a bad vibe from people thinking that it's it's playing in a lesser conference, which is far from the truth. The teams in our conference are extremely tough year in and year out. But um, you know, when tournament time comes, we are playing Class Four A teams, and and we need to make sure that we have experience against them. So we go out and try to find the toughest games possible, and and help us be prepared. Well, you mentioned playing Galesburg. Uh, uh, teams in your area, the Fort Madisons and, and stuff like that, uh, they tend to play some maybe Missouri teams and some Illinois teams. Uh, uh, how do you think that helps round out your, your team? Well, it's, it's always fun for kids to be able to play somebody different, you know, um, with the, the all the travel ball and things like that. I mean, we, we don't play Davenport North consistently yet. We go up there last night and there's a lot of familiar names and familiar faces for, for our players just because of the travel ball. 
and being able to, to play a team like Galesburg, maybe there's there's those names and faces you're not familiar with. So it's an all it's a new challenge. Um, and Illinois plays a different style of basketball. There, uh, it's much more physical over there, and uh, um, and Missouri's kind of the same way. So it's good for for our area to kind of branch out and play those teams. Obviously, travel comes into uh, play when when you're talking about us getting games down here in the southeast corner. So um, instead of having to take long trips to Des Moines, you know, we can get a 45-minute game against Galesburg, who's the top-notch program in Illinois. Well, let's talk about that conference, the Southeast Conference. Uh, nobody uh, in this area is disrespecting that conference. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about your conference and uh, all these teams that you play. Now, there's some ch- uh, so definitely some some challenges this year, like, for example, Fort Madison graduated their top seven scores, you know, so they're in a rebuild mode. Yep. Uh, the Washington Demons are an excellent team, but again, they graduated a, a quite a, uh, like 82% of their offense. So uh, a lot of rebuilding. Fairfield seems to be kind of a strong team. Mount Pleasant is a traditionally uh, very strong school. Uh, go over that conference and tell me a little bit about those teams that you're going to be playing. Well, you you kind of said it yourself right there. You know, there's there's some in in rebuild mode, and, and we kind of fall into that category. Um, Fairfield's probably sitting the sitting the best as far as returning um, talent, and and man, they're going to be very good. Um, you know, they got all state player and Max Wheaton, and and with JJ Lane running the show for them, and you got the Tate kid shooting threes. I mean, they're they're going to be a handful for everybody. Um, um, as far as Mount Pleasant goes, I know Coach Rawson very well and, and his assistants, and I know those players, and, and those kids are going to be um, ready to go really guard-heavy, and, and guard-heavy teams are certainly hard to play against uh, in high school, and I expect big things from them. Coach Wilson and Fort Madison is going to do an excellent job uh, bouncing back from losing the guys that he lost, and um Coach Summers down in Keokuk is is always a grinder, and I know that uh, uh, he's got a bunch of young kids this year, but he'll coach the crap out of them, and, and they're going to be ready to battle every single night. And then calling up in Washington, those those guys always, even when they lose guys, they seem to have guys replace them. So um, our conference is definitely nothing to nothing to overlook. Um, it seems like every year there's there's all state caliber players. And uh, we'll be up for um, in for a challenge every single time we play. Well, I could be wrong, but uh, in my opinion, uh, nobody's going to breeze through that conference. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if by the end of it, there's a whole lot of teams that are at the 500 mark, you know, um, splitting the series with them and things like that. And, and, and that's good. That, that's good for everybody. Um, I know that um, people get hung up on what your season record is and things like that, but when you can be battle-tested going into the tournament and play those games, those are the wins that really matter at the end of the year. And I think our, our conference can prepare um, prepare us for that. We have the one benefit of we will not have to play a conference team, you know, come tournament time. So, um, you know, spent, uh, having spent some years in Mount Pleasant, I, I know how that goes. You got a couple battles during the, the regular season with one of those teams. The next thing you know, you got to play them a third time in the tournament. And that's always difficult. Um, so we're very fortunate um, to not have to play 
any of these guys a third time. Well, you, you, uh, I think you uh, coached with Coach Ross in there in Mount Pleasant. There's a high level of coaches in this conference. Uh, who are some of the coaches there that you kind of admire? Uh, maybe uh, uh, took a little bit something in your own coaching. Uh, really, I, I admire all of them, and and uh, uh, you know they all do something a little bit different. Um, again, you know I mentioned uh, Coach Summers' intensity down there in Keokuk is is pretty impressive to watch, and, and I admire that. And, and you know you got Mick and Fairfield and Colin and Washington that are always uh, game planning and, and seem to have a response to everything. Great halftime adjustments, and uh, you know, and then. Uh, Ryan down in, in Fort Madison and, and Eric and Mount Pleasant both um, know the game really well and can get guys to go um, use their skill sets um, to their advantage. So, again, I admire all of them, and, and we all have a pretty good relationship with each other. Um, of course, on game night, we want to beat the crap out of each other, but otherwise, uh, you know, there's a lot of information being shared, conversations had, and, and just trying to help help Southeast Iowa basketball just just become as, as good as it possibly can. Well, a lot of people uh, wouldn't know how good the basketball is in Southeast Iowa. Why is this become a hotbed of uh, just not just one team, not just two teams, not just three teams, but teams at 4A, teams at 3A, teams at 2A, teams at A, every level, it seems like there's just a massive amount of, of quality teams. Yeah, and that, you know, that comes down to, you know, I mentioned there's good coaches, but you just got kids out there that are, they're just talented kids and they um, they got good Southeast Iowa work ethic and, and they just want to get better. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, this area is just big enough that it spaces out into a lot of small towns. And so a lot of those kids get divided up into different schools. So, um, you know, if we were maybe in more of a, a – close proximity area we probably have some dynamite teams um on the state level every single year um but with that said you know like i said there's a lot of kids um that want to work hard that want to get better and and they put in the the extra time to try to try to improve their craft and and you see the results on uh friday nights well one question here uh when when is some of the first opportunities to come see your team at home and second question is, how can we follow your team through streaming, through radio, through social media? Well, what are the opportunities to follow the Burlington Greyhounds? Well, you can follow us. Uh, BHS Activities on YouTube will stream our games. Um, and then the, uh, the school district uh, has a Facebook page that um, uh, does a pretty good job of promoting, um, you know, our sports booster club has a, a Facebook page, and then we are currently working on a uh, uh, platform called Blast that uh, uh, it's really a fundraising platform that we'll be sending out to people uh, via email. Um, but in doing so, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a social media type platform to where they can get weekly updates um, on us. And, and when I get that stuff finalized, I would be glad to share that with you and, uh, and hopefully maybe put that out to, to the listeners. And, and even if they don't have the opportunity to, uh, you know, donate to support us, they could at least follow us and support us that way. Well, uh, I grew up you know, in the 70s and early 80s, and Burlington was a pretty strong sports community at that time. 
But uh, here in the last couple of years, there's been a massive resurgency in Burlington sports. What's going on in the community and how excited is uh, uh, the community to have winning teams all of a sudden? Yeah, it's a pretty amazing feeling. You know, um, again, I, I left Burlington for quite a, a while and was in Mount Pleasant, uh, but I continued to follow uh, regularly. And it just kind of seemed there were just struggles in, in every aspect athletically. Um, and you're right, the resurgence is phenomenal. And, you know, it, it just starts with getting the right couple kids in and uh, who want to be dedicated. And then you see one team has success, and then it starts to carry over to another team and another team. And, um, you know, last year, for example, we had the football team go, go to the playoffs. Um, the boys' golf team went to the state tournament. Uh, the baseball team was solid. We went to the, the state tournament. Uh, the girls' softball team went to the state tournament. We had some state track people. Um, you know, and then last night, uh, uh, not only did we win, but the girls' basketball team got their first win. And um, I believe it was over a 1,000 days, something like that, they got their first win, broke a 40-game win streak. So um, success breeds success. I do believe that. And um, all of us support one another, and, and our coaches work together to try to try to have multiple kids out participating. and. Uh, we're starting to see the benefits of that now. You know, it, it, I, don't, I don't. I mean, maybe disagree with it, but it just seems like to me, just say a, a, a football team that's been struggling to finally break through and get into the playoffs. I just feel like that could that could spark a, a fire that kind of ignites throughout these other sports. And you mentioned that golf team. I covered the uh, uh, Southeast Iowa Golf Championship. Holy cow! Those guys can really golf, can't they? Yeah, yeah. There's something else. I, I I try to let them know all the time that uh, they might be good on in their high school matches, but they don't want to golf against me. But, um, <laughs> well, uh, there's also a pretty a big love for spring sports and golf around here, and uh, you know Burlington is uh, is really picking up steam and uh, uh, might become a uh, a juggernaut instead of an also rand uh, and. Uh, you know, like I so said, we can feel it here at Brown Guy Radio in our audience that they uh, really appreciate anything that's going on with the uh, uh, Burlington sports. We always get great numbers. And and for some reason, they've really latched onto this podcast about life in Iowa and uh, seems to be resonating down there. We sure thank you for being with us, Coach. Is there anything that we didn't get to cover that you wanted to cover? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, uh, our kids are working hard, and I hope that uh... – we can get everybody to, to get to as many games as you can. And if not, tune in to the YouTube page and, and uh, um, follow us and give us some support. Well, uh, th- we've been talking to Coach Aki of the Burlington Greyhounds, uh, off to a, a 1-0 start against a pretty quality team already. Uh, they got a game. You got a game tonight, and then what else this week? Is that it? Or- no play. Uh, we have Iowa City High here tonight, and then we play Keokuk here Friday. And uh, that's it for the week. Well, that seems like a, enough. Uh, what do you guys yeah, have a traditional? I mean, you know, uh, the smaller schools seem to play Tuesdays and Fridays, basically conference games. Uh, uh, do you have a, a a system like that, or not really? Not really. Um, our conference games are usually on Fridays, and then uh, when you're trying to make a non-conference schedule, you're just trying to fill dates in here and there, and um, so we get them when we can get them, and. It's not ideal to start Monday, Tuesday with Davenport North and Iowa City High, but we need the games, and and that's when they could be played. So um, we'll take it. 
Well, we want to mention some of our sponsors that have helped us. Uh, uh, we already mentioned the Packwood Locker, but Henshaw Trailer Sales and Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland, uh, Physical Therapy uh, in uh, in Kelowna, Brothers Market in Sigourney, Iowa, and Eichelberger Farms of Washington of, of Wayland. Uh, we appreciate them for helping us present this high school basketball season to you. And thank you, Coach, for being with us. Yep, thank you. Thanks to those guys for sponsoring, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon.